Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a climbing coach, business coach, and brain rewiring certified coach. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things climbing, business growth, and brain rewiring from a holistic point of view. You can hear more from me over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching and on my website, ladybetacoaching.com. You can find freebies for training for climbing, building your business, and brain rewiring over there. I'm so excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the show. I have an amazing guest for you today. I am so excited for you to get to know Sam. She is absolutely incredible. I was in a mastermind with her for six months and I cannot wait for you to hear this interview. We talk about all things really trying to move through the, quote, gray area, the point in time where you're like, all right, I know I don't want to do this, but what do I want to do? We talk a lot about human design, being a projector, and just really being okay, not always just making a ton of progress, like forcing your way forward. It was a really great conversation. I can't wait for you to listen. Let's do some updates before we hop into the interview. So updates, if you haven't heard, I am hosting the biggest challenge that I've probably ever done. This is going to be a free 22-day meditation challenge. I am so pumped about this. I have gotten so many messages, downloads about doing something like this for a while now. And January 1st, of course, this is just such a perfect time to start this. It's probably one of the best things that you could do for yourself is taking five or 10 minutes to do a guided meditation. I mean, honestly, like, This is my second time doing a 90-day meditation challenge. The first time I did it, I was going through the brain rewiring process, and I'm on, I think, about day almost, we're somewhere in the 70s. I kind of stopped counting because I was like, actually, I think I'm going to continue beyond 90 days, and this is literally just a part of my day now. It's not something that I feel like I have to force myself to do. Like, I genuinely look forward to it. I have noticed so many benefits. I actually feel like I have so much more energy. I have so much more clarity. I feel like I have more time in my day. I'm so much more relaxed. I'm so much more calm. I mean, I've been wearing my Fitbit lately, and my heart rate literally reflects that. I have a low resting heart rate. It's absolutely incredible. I'm able to do a lot of visualization work, manifestation work inside of the meditations, and I am so pumped to be able to bring these to you. So during this 22-day challenge, you'll be getting daily video lessons from me on different topics, daily guided meditations ranging from probably about 5 to 15 minutes. I'm not exactly sure yet. I'm still writing out all the scripts. I'm so excited about it. You're going to be getting journal prompts, questions, and so much more. This is going to be a huge opportunity for self-development, getting to know yourself better, and really starting to, I mean, essentially start the year off on the right foot. Like, who doesn't want to be more calm, collected, cool, all of the things. I'm so pumped for this. So you can join this challenge using the link in the show notes and you retain lifetime access to the material so you can come back to it at any point in time if you ever miss a day, if you feel like you're a little bit too busy, or you just want to return back to it later in the year. Oh, again, so excited. Find the link in the show notes. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this interview with Sam. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today I have a very special guest. I have Sam Oliver here with me. 
She has been in the mastermind that I uh, participated in in the beginning of the year. So I got to know Sam over those six months. She is truly a wonderful individual. She asks really heart-centered questions and her more than anybody else in the group actually allowed me to integrate the answers and the guidance that she received from our coach and our mentor and actually apply it to my own life. She was like asking the questions that were really on my heart that I think I was like too afraid to, to ask. And Sam really actually verbalizes these questions beautifully to where you can actually start to take some of that tangible advice and information. So I'm really excited to have her on the show. She's been going through a lot of transitions on her side, so I'm excited to dive into those. So Sam, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more to my audience. Oh my gosh, that was the best intro ever. (laughs) I love that so much. Thank you. Um, Wow, that was wonderful. I'm like over here blushing a little bit. Um, So yeah, I'm Sam. I am, I guess I identify as the solopreneur and I'm currently in this place of really asking myself what the definition of that means for me and realizing that it can be different for everybody. And it's both a scary and exciting place to be in. Um, And yeah, I'm just trying to take it day by day and navigate it rather than planning out my entire life like I used to in the past. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. And that's, I think that's, let's, okay, let's broaden this a little bit. So we were talking before we hopped on the call. I was like, so what is your definition of what, where you're at right now? And you're like, that's a good question. So for, (laughs) I think both of us potentially before, and I, I love how you worded and explained it. So I'm excited for you to explain it to the audience, but we are kind of thinking, okay, entrepreneur, solopreneur, it's, you just own your own business. You do your own thing, end of story. But what you were saying before is this is actually really starting to think about what is my, my role. I identify as an entrepreneur, but that doesn't necessarily have to show up the same in different avenues. So could I potentially, you know, work for somebody else in their business, but be allowed to do my own thing? So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think as, you know, we are in this space, we see a lot of people who own their own businesses. And when you're entrepreneurial, just as a fault, you feel like that means, okay, I just have to do my own thing and I have to like do it all by myself and this is the life that I have chosen or the uh, the path that I'm taking. And um, for a long time, I, I dipped into a lot of different um, variations of what that looked like for me, whether it was owning a bakery or starting a clothing line, um, doing social media support um, and consulting. And I've, I've kind of dipped my toe into a lot of different areas of what an entrepreneur can do. And I'm now realizing that you don't necessarily have to do your own thing as an entrepreneur. That could look really different. That could be like you were saying, um, in a position at a company or maybe supporting a small business and you're able to kind of flex your entrepreneurial muscle a little bit in having that space to be creative. Um, it could look like, you know, doing your own thing. Like I was saying, you know, having your own business and, and being your own quote unquote boss, Um, And I think right now I'm in this space of realizing that we maybe have been looking at a word as a one kind of dimensional definition when it can be a lot of different things. And if you're not happy, like, I mean, to be completely honest, as as a solopreneur slash entrepreneur, um, I wasn't super happy and I couldn't figure out why, because I love working for myself and I love kind of that idea of like time freedom being my own boss but it just wasn't giving me 
all the things that I realized I needed. And a lot of that comes from the community. And so being able to be entrepreneurial in in the form of support for other businesses, like I'm doing now in podcasting um, and helping and run a company, that that's helping me see that you can kind of have both, right? Like I have this tattoo and on my wrist. And I'm every single day I realize how much more that word actually uh, plays importance in my life. And like literally right now I'm looking at it like, holy shit, that actually makes a whole lot of sense right now. Like it doesn't have to be this one thing. It can be multifaceted. Yes. It's like a state of being versus, oh, you have to be this one way. It's, it's yeah, it's so much more broad than that. So was there a point in time where you kind of realized, okay, this isn't working for me. Maybe it was like a situation or event or like, yeah, something bigger kind of led you to that. I need to start thinking about a change or transition. Um, I think I've had a lot, a lot of those moments happen in my life. Um, and rather than really like lean into them and question them and, uh, experiment, I just jumped into a different kind of category of, of being. And so I, that's, that's like, I had the bakery and when the bakery wasn't working out anymore, it wasn't giving me that, that light and that passion behind it that I used to have. I was like, oh my God, okay, what do I do? I'm going to do this thing. And I jumped into something else rather than really like diving into what was it that wasn't working for me. And so over the past few years, being able to be a part of, you know, coaching programs and masterminds and having friends who, um, who listen to me and who offer their opinions and their constructive feedback on what they're seeing happen. Because when you're, you know, when you're so close to something, it's really difficult to kind of see the whole picture. Um, They're able to kind of set me a little bit straight and say, you know, asking me kind of questions that maybe I necessarily wasn't thinking of. And so being able to kind of add all of those things together, I'd say probably the past three years, I've really been, focusing more on asking myself harder questions and asking harder questions of other people too. And so over, you know, these three years, it's helped me kind of identify more of what I need and less of what I don't. And also being able to, I don't want to say stand up for myself because it's never been presented in a way where I've been like talked down to or anything, but stand up for what I what I want, what I'm interested in, what I like, what I need without feeling guilty about it. I think that guilt is a huge thing that comes alongside of being kind of that creative solopreneur or entrepreneur. And a lot of it, I just kind of dealt with as I don't want, I I don't want to be embarrassed (laughs) by like something not working out. And now I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like it's not working out and that's okay. I don't have to explain myself to anyone. And that was probably the moment. And I don't even, I can't even pinpoint when that happened. It's just slowly happened over time for me to be like, I'm okay to explore things and I don't need to explain it all to everyone. I can just kind of do my own thing and figure it out as I go and have those close people and good relationships that help me grow and see the things that I'm doing and shift and adjust and train, train, change, (laughs) change and transform. And it's allowed to be like fun and it doesn't have to be hard. And, um, that was super long winded, but that's kind of, it, it was like small moments over time that led to, me being able to just 
put myself in a place where I'm asking myself why and diving into the why deeper than just letting it be kind of a face value. This isn't working. I'm jumping. Yes. Oh my God. I love that so much. And giving yourself that permission to explore. I Mm -hmm. have so many clients like this where they're just like, they're so worried about making like the right choice or I can tell, and they know too, that they're unhappy in, you know, whatever path that they chose. And they just, they want to go to that next thing, but there's all this like shame and guilt and pressure, you know, it's not even necessarily Mm -hmm. external, but it's internal. So how have you been able to navigate that when those thoughts come up? Oh, maybe you should be moving forward more quickly or, Oh, why haven't you figured it out yet? How has that been for you? I mean, in all honesty, it's super hard. It's like an everyday thing. You have to show up for yourself. Um, I think being able to, I'm going to bring it back to my friends. I have friends who are not entrepreneurs. They do not want to be entrepreneurs. They are not interested at all. And they come to me for advice on just very random things. And I'm able to provide a perspective that then I kind of look at and I'm like, oh, wow, that actually is something that I can take and kind of flip a little bit into different things that are happening in my life. And it able, it, it kind of helps me see perspective on my own situations that are happening, um, rather than feeling like I'm the only one going through something and something else too, that's, that's really helped more recently. Um, I, uh, I had a human design reading, um, and I do this kind of often. I have maybe one or two a year. Um, and this, this reading I had, she let me know, like me having a fear is like not mine (laughs) based off of my chart. And this is going to be different for everybody, but based off of my chart and my unique design, I'm not the one who brings fear into the situation or into the equation. And so what that showed me is, wow, I really need to take a look at who I'm surrounding myself with. And and not just in friendships, that's something that I worked on really hard to have really solid friendships and relationships, but in media, you know, who am I following? Who am I listening to on a podcast? What am I reading? All of those things really truly do affect us without maybe us realizing in the moment, but over time things can really add up. And so taking a look at that and when I'm feeling a fear or a concern, I know, okay, this isn't mine. So where is it coming from? And I'm able to kind of step outside of myself using that information to really figure out what's happening. And okay, if this isn't mine, like then what is it that I do believe? And taking that into every situation and every kind of thought that happens. Yes. Oh my God. Human design. Seriously. I've talked about this so much on this show, but if you have not yet... (laughs) learn to your human design would highly recommend it. It is a game changer. So you're a projector, correct? Mm, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Projectors unite. I think we had like most of us in that mastermind were projectors, which was really funny because, you know, we just uh, need to operate a little bit differently. And I think that being able to offer that different perspective to your friends, you know, the ones that aren't entrepreneurs, that's your gift as a projector is being able to be that mirror and kind of like that overseer of things and be able to offer that deep perspective shift that, you know, when we're so close to it, we might not be able to see it. So how has learning your human design, I know you talked a lot about, okay, that fear is not mine. I'm going to release it and actually ask the deeper question, why and where is this from? What else have you been able to learn from human design that you've been able to apply, you know, both to your personal life, to the way that you run and navigate your business? Oh my gosh, so much. Human design has been such a permission slip for me. Um, I 
really, really struggled growing up, like with why I do things. Like one thing that comes to mind, not not necessarily related to business, but I jump around a lot. I move a lot, and people just don't get it, and it and I don't get it really. And I'm just like, why does this happen? Like, why am I jumping around? I can't ground myself. I don't understand. But I'm also a very grounded person. I, I find home everywhere. And after having several human design readings, it's shown me that this isn't like, this isn't something to be ashamed of. This isn't something that is weird or uncommon or random. And you're the only person that's, that's like this. It's just showing you like, this is, this is part of your makeup. This is part of who you are. And it's important to really nourish those parts of you. And so when you feel like jumping, like maybe explore that, like, could this look different? Or why do you feel that? Like diving deeper, human design has really allowed me to dive deeper into, you know, these pings that I get, these feelings that I get, these like nudges from the universe or from my intuition, I guess, really. Um, And so that's been a huge, I mean, it's honestly been a game changer in my life. I would say more so than in my business, but it's dripped into my business in a way that has helped me just feel more clear on how I do things. Like a really easy thing is um, as a projector, they always tell us, you know, wait for the invitation. And for a long time that felt so limiting. Like, what do you mean? I have to wait for somebody to invite me into anything. And, and that sucks. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? But as I've learned more, it's like, no, you, there's always an invitation. It's just not inserting yourself into something without, taking pause, right? So being able to learn more about my human design has allowed me to see like every person is is different and we don't all operate the same. We don't all think the same. And that's kind of like, you know, duh, obviously we know that, but it's using it in a strategic way to feel better about how you make decisions, how you show up, where you like to be, how you like to eat, who you like to be around. And like I said at the beginning, it really just is like a permission slip for my whole life. Yes. Oh my God. What I just realized while you're talking, I was like, human design is like shadow work. Like you're literally (laughs) permission to like integrate these parts of yourselves back into you because it's true and authentic to you at your core, at your nature. And instead, you know, we're surrounding ourselves with other people and we're like judging and comparing ourselves against these other people. And we're like, wow, I'm fucking weird. Cause like, I don't work like that. And then, you know, the shame and the guilt that we pile on there as well. And we try to, you know, act in a different way. That's not true to us. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think too, like we, our generation at least has grown up being raised as, as a generator. And if you haven't done your human design, if you don't know what this means, basically the generators are like the worker bees of society. And when they're doing things that they truly enjoy, they're just like, go, 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 go. Hence the name generator. But all of us, regardless of if we are a generator or not, we're raised in a society that thinks everybody should should live, breathe, and and create that way, and that's just not that's just not possible for us. And so, a lot of projectors like you and I probably felt a lot of burnout and a lot of confusion and a lot of like, what the fuck? Am I like a weirdo? I don't understand. I'm everyone thinks I'm lazy, but like I do things really quickly, or um, I just look at work differently. I look at at work-life balance differently. You know, a generator can work for 15 hours in a row if they love what they're doing. And a projector, you know, our 15 hours can be measured into like 
three to five. <laughs> and so everything's very different. And it, it really just helped me see like, I've had moments of frustration with people where I'm like, why don't they get this? Or why is this so difficult for them to wrap their brains around? And then I've learned their human design and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not even mad at them anymore. <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up too, because I was going to ask you, with being a projector, I know that this was the biggest uh, challenge and struggle for me. I literally remember being like, I'm not a projector. That's not me. I was like, I have more energy than that. I do not need a fucking nap. Like, I was like, don't tell me how many hours to work. I was like so triggered when I got my chart. I, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, I literally like asked my mom. I was like, are you sure? Sure. That's <laughs> the time I was born at. And she's like, yep, for like the fourth time, that is your birth time. Um, so I started to accept and acknowledge, okay, what if we just tried that, you know, four hour work day? That's kind of what is, I'll put it in quotes, suggested for projectors, because like you said, like we can just really get shit done so much more quickly and we don't need to work for that long. So how has that been for you really starting to, I guess, embrace and potentially accept, okay, I maybe do need a little bit more rest than other people? Mm. It came with a lot of guilt initially. Um, I, I felt like I wasn't doing enough. I felt like I was approaching it wrong. And um, I met with a lot of people who I worked with, not necessarily met, but I worked with a lot of people who didn't necessarily understand that. And that's okay. Um, I, I like to say I'm not here to change everybody's mindset on things. Um, I'm just here to explore and try different ways of living for myself. And if that affects somebody else in a positive way, awesome. Um, and so it's it's been really hard, honestly, um, just in working scenarios. So I think a lot of people were really used to the immediate response, Sam, mm -hmm. um, the always yes, Sam. And so not only was I training myself on, hey, it's okay to like, just chill. Um, you're fine if you need to take an hour or two in the middle of the day to kind of just reset everything. I was also training other people how to relearn me and my working style and how I interact. And that I think made it a lot harder than what I was anticipating it to be. But though I'm still training people and, and myself, like when it comes to email, I'm such a, a, an overchecker. I'm looking like every five minutes at my email account and it's so bad. But um, if that's like the one thing I have to work on, I'm doing okay, I think. <laughs> but I know like that's something that's hard for me. And so I'm actively finding ways to kind of quote unquote restrict myself in those ways where I'm turning off notifications or I know that was something too we talked about on Matt on the mastermind. Um, everyone was like, oh my God, Sam, you have notifications on like, what is wrong with you? You need to turn those off right now. And I was like, what? How do people survive? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so being able, well, and being able to have conversations like this, right? Like, with people who are also actively trying to better their own lives and businesses and sharing things amongst one another. I am friends with a lot of projectors and it's so helpful to be able to just like support one another, like hear each other out about what we're experiencing and share amongst each other to help one another grow and learn differently. And I think bringing human design into the workplace, whether you work at a corporate um, company a small business, you own your own, maybe you have some contractors. 
implement human design in some way, shape, or form just by learning one another's work styles. I think it's just important in general. And I know a lot of companies are leaning into that, um, whether it be, you know, your Enneagram or human design or other personality tests to see working styles and compatibilities. It's so helpful to just know because then we're not assuming things about people and we're actually getting to know the how how one another works best. And that's what we want, right? Like we want to be working at our best. And so I think um, I have no idea if I answered your question because at this point I've gone on a rant and I don't know what you started with, but I feel like those are the things that helped me. And I'm still learning every single day how to implement ways of um, how I know to work best through my human design every single day. One thing that's been in my arsenal even more lately than usual has been my Fizzy Vantage collagen. Literally, I cannot go a day without this. If you have not heard of collagen yet, it is an amazing supplement. We actually produce this within our own bodies, but once we hit the age of 30, we start to decline in what we can produce. So taking it externally can actually help to replenish a lot of that. Not only does it help your skin, your nails, your hair, your bones, your gut health, there are so many different benefits to it. So for me, the way that I like to take collagen is in my coffee in the morning. So I put one scoop in there. It actually adds about nine to 10 10 grams of protein per tablespoon so you can know that you're getting enough and adequate protein in as well and I also like to make my infamous tea lattes so steeping some tea my favorite lately has been a chocolate tea oh my gosh it is so good usually there's some superfood mushrooms in there as well so this chocolate tea I steep it up I put the collagen in there I put a little bit of non-dairy creamer I have been really digging on the French vanilla nut pods lately so good blend it all up and it is like this foamy delicious hot latte don't knock it until you've tried it it is so good I really love the unflavored collagen but the peach mango has also been a recent favorite of mine I like that with a ginger tea latte that can be really really good so with the collagen, I swear it makes my skin grow back faster. If you spend time climbing outside, you know that skin is, it can sometimes be the detriment to your climbing session. Um, I was actually just talking with my coach Galena about this, asking her for the other skincare tips that she had because it's such a bummer when your session is ended because you just have paper thin skin and everything that you touch hurts. You know, whenever your like skin feels hot and it's like trying to regrow, you're like looking at your tips and you're like, oh my God, they're wet like it's trying to regrow and you're like I'm not done yet like we were talking about this and she's like yeah it's totally fine if like my biceps give out or my lats or like my sight goes away but my skin come on so I've been taking this and I really have been noticing a difference in my skin and how fast I'm actually able to have it grow back it seems like I am developing calluses faster as well which I am super excited about so if you've been wanting to try out Fizzy Vantage Collagen they also have other amazing products for me the collagen has 
has always been a staple ever since they first came out with it. If you want to get your hands on some, you can use the code LADYBETA, all one word, at checkout to get 15% off. I would highly recommend starting with the unflavored version, and then you can go with the peach mango if you want to explore a little bit. It's also really great in smoothies and also in oatmeal. I can't wait to see what you've tried. Tag me and tag Fizzy Vantage on Instagram if you go ahead and give those products a try. Yes, you answered that absolutely perfectly. And I think even if you are not a projector in human design, there's a lot of message and guidance in what Sam just said in really being able to embrace that stepping back. Like unless you are a generator and you do really feel good with working 15 hours a day, even if it's something that you really love to do, I think it's just noticing, okay, that's probably the way that we've been conditioned by society. And are there other things that maybe potentially I'd like to be filling my time with? So I want to ask you about your position. So being able to really be in this awesome role of being in the podcast world, um, I want to ask you, what are your favorite parts of being in the podcast world? Uh, Maybe least favorite parts and kind of one of the biggest lessons that you've learned from that. Mm. Yeah. So currently I, uh, I'm the, COO of Soulfire Productions. We're a podcast company and media company that supports podcasters with really great missions. We're all about transparency. And I think my favorite part about being in podcasting is the people that we get to interact with. We're we're very rooted in personal development. Um, And so a lot of our podcasters are so in line (laughs) with what I listen to, what I'm learning about. And I feel like being around all of the personal development and all of the the growth mindset and all of that, it's it's really a lucky place for me to be in. I feel really good about it, but it definitely makes you take pause and think a lot about how how you're living your own life and things that maybe you kind of put in the in the back of your mind and now they're creeping up. And so I'm constantly going through these bats of of asking myself deeper, harder questions, which is a good thing, but also it's like a constant thing. And so sometimes I think that that needs to, uh, like, I need to turn off my podcast app sometimes to just like be a, a regular quote unquote human being for a day rather than listening to another personal development podcast. But being in this space, it, it does make it difficult to do that. Yes, 100%. I mean, that's why I don't read self-development books, like straight Mm -hmm. up because I feel like guilty and ashamed for not implementing every single thing. And usually I read before bed and it like gets me all fired up. And then I'm like, you know, at like 10 p.m. I'm like, oh my God, where's my notebook? I got to do all these things and make all these changes. And yeah, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's being in your own energy too. And kind of, you know, when we're constantly in taking information from other places, like I really do think it makes it harder for us to trust our own intuition and try to separate that out from, oh, what did I just hear that I like, quote, should be doing? Yeah. A big question I always ask myself now after two and a half years of being in this industry is what is mine? Oh, like what, what is my thought, what is my idea? What is my concern? What is my fear? 
what is my want, all of those things. Because yeah, when you're surrounded constantly, and you don't have to be in podcasting to have these feelings. Like if you're somebody who's on Instagram, if your business is based on Instagram, if you're a coach, if you're an empath, if you have a service-based business, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to like separate yourself and it's so important. So I started asking myself, you know, what is mine? What is, what is mine in this situation and this feeling? Um, and that has helped a lot. It's so clear. It's so actionable. I love it so much. Um, I mean, I think that goes right along with just setting boundaries too. Like for you, when is that point to where you know you need to ask yourself that question, what is mine? And, you know, turn off the podcast app. When do you get to that point? Mm, I think when I start, when like the monkey brain sets in, kind of like you were just explaining at 10 o'clock, you're like, oh my God, so many ideas. Where's the notebook? Like, that's the same thing for me when I'm like, oh, I have to implement this and this. And why haven't I done that? And I should download this app and I should start doing this. And once those brain, like brain waves start really like heightening, I'm like, okay, it's time to, time to pause, time to take a few days, think about it. Cause I'm also an emotional projector. And so I'm like constantly on this wave of excitement, highs, up, up, up to, more evening out and like, okay, I was really excited about this in that moment. And now not so much. And that's okay. That's probably my even ground. Like that's my mid ground point. So taking time is very important for my livelihood. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm an emotional projector as well. And I've been presented with, we will say a lot of opportunities in the last couple of weeks to really implement the emotional authority and be able to ride that wave and wait for the other side to make the decisions. Because if I know this by now about myself, that if I make decisions in that emotional wave, they are probably not the decisions that actually align with what I want to do or who I want to be at the end of it. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So it's really just following that. So, okay. What would you say to someone, maybe they are an entrepreneur, a solopreneur already, or they want to start a business. What would be some of your biggest advice towards somebody in that position? Oh, that's such a big question. I think, so I've definitely had friends come to me and, and say things like, I want to be an entrepreneur and I'm not really sure what that looks like or what I can even do, but I know I want to do it. And I come back with, okay, this is so exciting. This is awesome. Like one, sit in this moment and just be really excited. Take in all of those like good vibes that you're feeling and um, maybe a little scared of the unknown. Take all that in and sit with it. And now think about what this looks like. You know, does this look like exploring new hobbies? Does this feel like you know, having a mentor or joining a program um, or reading a new book. Like it, it's so different for every single person what stepping into the entrepreneurial realm um, looks like and, and feels like. So when, when I'm approached, I definitely ask people to really like think about it, you know, journal on it or voice memo to yourself if that's better for you. Why? You know, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? What is it about this this industry or this career path that excites you and that scares you. Um, and what does it look like? Like, what is your ideal day as an entrepreneur look like? And I think that can be like, that's such an easy question, but it's really hard. And I still have difficulty, like actually not like mapping that out for myself and what that looks like. Um, I always come back to, I want to help people. Like, okay. Well, how, how do you want to help people? And 
taking every question and like whying yourself all the way down until you get to like one solid spot. So I want to be an entrepreneur. Why? Because I want to work for myself. Why? Because I want to have time freedom. Why? Because I want to spend more time with my family and friends. Why? Because family and friends and relationships are important to me. Why? And like continue to go down the rabbit hole of why until you find a good solid base to then launch from. Yes. It's like figuring out your core values. Like what do Mm -hmm. I actually value so that I can then take that information and use that to move forward? I mean, you can go so many layers deep like deeper than just, oh, I just want to work for myself. Like you just said is like, yeah, take it like seven layers more deeply. And then you'll actually get to know yourself a lot better in that process and get to see what actually motivates you. So much. And, and I think too, a lot of people kind of to circle back to the start of the conversation, a lot of people feel like, okay, well, I want to be an entrepreneur means I have to quit my job and do this all on my own. And sure, that can look that way, but it can also look like having a really cool like job on the side, or maybe you want to one day have your business be a full-time thing for you. But right now, maybe you want to just like go work at a liquor store or a ski lodge part-time or seasonally to like get that community piece, be able to bounce your ideas off of people, learn more things and take that back to whatever it is that you're creating. So I think, um, We don't want to box ourselves into one thing when it can be so many different things that add value to the one thing you're trying to create. I love that you brought up that community piece too. I had this client a few months back that she actually ended up quitting her full-time job to go full-time in her coaching. And she was like, yeah, it's like good and I'm doing well, but I'm like really unfulfilled. And I like fucking miss talking to people. And she got a bartending job and that was like key for her. She was (laughs) like, you know what? Yeah, I'm like a little afraid of what people might say or think about this because my business is actually doing really well. But like, I literally just need to be like talking and surrounded people. Like that's what felt best for her. Yeah. And I I love that you brought up the part of she was afraid of how it would look because that's what stops us from doing so many things that are, that we know at our core are what we need. And I think I, I just always say this, but I really feel like we truly do hold the answers to everything within us. We're so used to having outside perspective thrown at us that it kind of throws us off guard of like what's actually best for us when we're hearing what other people think is best for us or what we are seeing other people do that's best for them. And being able like that your client was able to just be like, fuck it, I need to go bartend. Like I need to be around people. I think that's awesome. And it probably made her feel so much better. And then you show up so much better for every other aspect of your life, including your business. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And that's what it did is she's like, wow, okay, great. Now I have that piece taken care of. And now I can like show up fully in my coaching instead of trying to get my coaching and my business to essentially like fulfill every single aspect of my life. Like it's, yeah, it's like trying to expect one relationship to take care of every single need that you have. It's just totally unrealistic. Yep, exactly. Okay. So what is something that you are really into right now? You know, it doesn't have to be anything business related, just something that like is really like you can't stop learning about it. Um, or maybe it's a book or self-development tool. Hmm. So lately I've been working a lot on my money mindset and reading a lot of books. Um, 
not all like after one after another, I definitely leave time for myself to take it all in. Um, but the soul of money is the book that I read at the beginning, beginning or middle of last year. And it has really helped me just look at money differently and see how much it can help and transform people's lives, whether it be a dollar or a million dollars. Um, and so that book has totally like changed the game for me when it comes to thinking about money and, and just financial independence and all of that. And then I have a second thing too, (laughs) that's more recent. So there's this show on Netflix, um, that David Chang hosts called the, I think it's the next thing you eat. Um, and I could be totally botching that, but I love David Chang. He food, food in general is like a huge part of my life. I love food. I love supporting restaurants. I love um, learning about different cultures and the foods that they eat at different holidays and different times in their lives and things like that. And um, this new series was created uh, mid-pandemic, and he focuses a lot on restaurants and food scarcity and food security and the future of food, and it has exploded my brain and in the best possible ways, and I love it so much because it makes me really think about my actions and my thoughts around food and what I'm ordering and just like how I view it all. It's, it's wild. I love being forced to like think about something differently. And so that, that show has really, really opened my eyes. I definitely need to check that out. I, anything food related. Yep. So here for it. Mm -hmm. Like cannot wait to like get my hands on it. I feel like I've watched every single like food related series on Netflix so far. So I'm excited to check that one out. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Sam. This was absolutely wonderful. Thank you for being willing to be open and vulnerable and sharing with us where you're at right now. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on and being open to having a conversation that is kind of open-ended and and asks people to just sit and think for themselves and um, having the platform that you do to be able to bring people together and learn and grow without this kind of fear around anything. So I appreciate you and all that you do. A huge thank you to Sam for coming on the show. That was such an excellent conversation. I'm so glad that she was so willing to be open transparent, vulnerable about all of the things. And I mean, it gave me a lot of permission to to not need, need, need to know what's next and to just be a lot more relaxed in that. So if you loved this episode, be sure to tag both Sam and I on Instagram. I'll include Sam's username for Instagram in the show notes. And it was so lovely being able to have her on. A huge thank you to Sam for sharing her story. If you have anyone in your life that you think might benefit from this episode, it's the biggest compliment to me as a podcast host for you to send it to them. I would absolutely appreciate that so much. If you loved it, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes. I love reading through them. It brings me so much joy every single time I get a new review and it helps me out. It helps the podcast out so much. Again, a huge thanks to you for listening, for being here for this episode, and I will talk to you next episode.